Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gombridge Podcast, episode 33. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today? I got to correct you, Gardner. My name isn't Alex Clausen. I would like to be further referred to as the guy that's Coley from now on. Thank you very much. Personally, I am doing fantastic. I cannot be happier. Fenway was absolutely rocking yesterday. You guys were there. Even on TV, you could notice the difference, especially during Adovino's pitching. Uh, but I'm sure we're going to get into that later. And I'm just happy that uh, life is getting a little bit more normal. Nature is healing. Nature is healing. The Bruins were packed last night in their playoff win. Boston, Boston as a city was just rocking uh, yesterday. It was awesome. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to save most of our regular segments for Friday's episode. Today is going to be more of a, a wrap-up of the weekend because um, all three of us were at Fenway at different times. So we'll, we're going to be able to compare uh, limited capacity to full capacity. We've each got some unbelievable stories to tell you guys it was a great weekend socks were good so where do we want to start steve you want to start steve was at the game on friday uh yeah sure i'll start so me and my buddy shout out to ryan for taking me to the game took the commuter rail into a girl ryan is a boy unfortunately sorry ryan (laughs) you knew that you knew the answer to that who? Him? Yeah, he did. I, yeah. I played the fifth. Ah. Putting him down. Yeah, went to Back Bay, walked the 20 minutes to Fenway. It was raining a little bit at that time before the game started. Not too bad. Went up to our seats. We were sitting around the uh, Sam Adams deck. So we were prime, no cover in the rain. It was funny because about six pitches in, people tried to start the wave in the bleachers, like in the nosebleeds. There was like maybe... 40 people over there trying to start the wave. I was like, guys, come on, let's be realistic over here. So it was, but it was good. It wasn't like the loudest Fenway has ever been, obviously, because not only was it limited capacity, but it was also a torrential downpour. So a lot of people that even had tickets, I'm sure didn't show up, but overall the game was really good. Uh, Martin Perez did not look like he wanted to be on the mound at all during, during that game because it was raining so bad. He was absolutely just laying 82 mile per hour pitches down the dick to like everybody got knocked around a little bit for a little while. Uh, JD's two run double was absolutely electric and Verdugo's three run shot got out in an absolute hurry when it's not easy to hit a ball over the bullpen and he hit it on an absolute line. But one thing I wanted to note during that was how much the Marlins tried to stall. Like they, they had a mound visit that lasted way too long. There's supposed to be a time limit on that way too long. Then after they broke it up, like whatever his name is, Petty, Petit, whatever his name is. Oh, Petit, yeah. Yeah. He walked around the mound for about a minute and a half trying to get the bullpen warming and ended up just staying out there for two batters. Kike popped out to the first baseman, and then Verdugo absolutely took him yard. So, yeah, it was a good time. It was really wet. I absolutely was soaking. Had to walk back to Back Bay after that and got even more wet. So if the rain wasn't there, it would have been a better game, but it was still a great game, great time. Yeah, so obviously the Red Sox won. What did they play, five and a half innings? Uh, Yeah. Because so, I think you technically need two thirds of the game for it to count. 
I uh, think it's yeah, I think it's just five innings for it to count. Yeah. Um, so they just barely squeezed that in. Yeah. Uh, I was I was concerned that it was because um, it was the top of the fifth or no bottom of the fifth. It was two to two. Correct. Yeah. I was a little bit concerned that the uh, game was going to stay tied because if it stays tied, then they have to like resume it at some point. And I was just like, just got a score run. Like I was treating watching that game. I was treating the bottom of the um, bottom of the fifth as like the bottom of the ninth inning. Cause so I was like, we just need to score a run and then, uh, and then we'll have a win. Someone is like, someone's got like, uh, what are they? Got like a kangaroo in the back. Sounds like something's jumping around. Typing. But one thing about the, <laughs> one thing about the tight I get a, I get a zoo in my backyard. Nice. In Coley. Really? We don't talk about it though. All right. Dude. You know what? I hear kangaroos like Alex Clausen just pops up in there in their little pouch there. <laughs> I don't even know what a kangaroo sounds like. I don't Dude. think they make noise. But yeah, one thing about the game being tied before the fifth inning or no. So what happened Gardner was the bottom of the fourth was essentially the bottom of the ninth because that was the last at bat that the Red Sox had. And prior to that, if it kept being tied, like you said, they would have to go back and replay or resume the game rather. And that would have been really difficult because the Marlins are a national league team and getting a national league team and an American league team to get together at the end of the season is way more of a bitch than getting two teams in the same league to like get back into a game. So luckily Dougie Fresh did not let that happen. He did not. He did not. And spoiler alert, uh, they will have to do that anyway because today's game got rained out. Uh, the whole weekend, the weather just sucked. It sucked. I swear every Memorial Day, it's it's rainy, it's cold, and it's just dreadful. Um, so not, not ideal. But uh, for those of you who listened to our last episode with Steve Peral and stayed until the end, uh, we last week we remade – the section 10 intro, which was the contest to go to the game with Steve. Uh, we just did it in fun and we won somehow, which was awesome. Uh, I did not see another entry. I did not see another entry though. Listen, I'll take the win by default. By four, yeah. By default, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Um, so anyways, I ended up, I ended up going with Steve, uh, which was awesome. Thank you again to him. I cannot thank him enough. It was just unbelievably nice gesture, but um so I'll run down a little bit of Saturday. Um, so yeah, I got to the game. Um, thankfully the rain kind of held off. The game was only delayed like 20, 30 minutes. So uh, once we got in there, it was, it was not raining. However, it was quite possibly the coldest I have ever. It was, it was the coldest it has ever been at Fenway for a game that I've been at. The beginning of the game, it was like first three innings. I was, you know, it's a little bit cold. By the ninth inning, Steve and I were like, all right, or the bottom of the eighth, we're like, all right, the Red Sox start going on this two-hour rally. We're like, just just start striking out here. We're like, come on. Because we knew Barnes was going to come in. We knew he was going to lock it down. He struggled a little bit, but we were like, we were both freezing our asses off. It was so cold. We were up on the Coca-Cola deck, kind of on the side there, and the wind was just whipping us from the top of the stadium. Um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, we got up there, you know, we, uh, shot the shit for nine innings. It was great. Um, 
I don't, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a great time. Uh, we had some very rambunctious fans behind us, which was just hilarious. So we were, we were talking about, um, I don't even remember what we were talking about, like Barstool or something. And Jared came up and I don't, I don't even remember. And the guy behind us like heard us and he turned, he like kind of puts his head in between us and goes, Oh, do you fucking hate Carabas too as much as I do? And Steve's like, Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And then the guy, uh, the guy's like, Oh, good, good. And Steve's like, Yeah, I hate him so much that I do a podcast with him. And then he's like, He's like, You what? You know him? And the guy was like, can you FaceTime him? I want to like, and then he like started like, like starting to turn like a fanboy. I was like, what the hell is going on here? And uh, so then he was like, do you know, like section 10? And Steve was like, Steve like started laughing. He's like, yeah, I am Steve from section 10. Don't ask. And the guy then for the next like three innings was like all over our ass. Like anytime we would talk, he would like try to like, but, and he was like, Steve, I follow you on my burner account on Twitter. It was, I mean, this is- wait, go now. <clears throat> so this guy must have been uh, enjoy- enjoying some beverages responsibly, I'm sure. Yes, yes, he was. I Responsibly would be a questionable word, but he was enjoying. Beverages. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he looked like it. Yeah, so he, uh, if you guys, if you guys go on so, the dock. I, I want to butt in real quick. It was so responsible that I saw him try to go into Lucky Strike. I don't think he made it in. I don't know if they didn't let no. him in. No, really? They yeah. I saw him. He, he was walking the other way. Him and the guy he was with. First of all, the guy he was with, like, every time he started a conversation, he was like, me and my girlfriend. And Steve, by like the end of it, he was like, does this guy even have a girlfriend? He was like, <laughs> no, he's a virgin. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? It was just complete madness. And uh, so um yeah then they they tried leaving and i saw him like talking to a girl up up like next to claus and i was like geez uh, but anyway the game was fantastic uh if you guys watched the the gone bridge vlog that we put out this morning uh you can see a little little clip of them in the background they were they were enjoying enjoying themselves um but yeah no it was a great game um probably or evaldi i would say it was probably his best start of the season he was just locked down uh you know a lot of like little hits, a lot of singles up the middle that would kind of drop in, but he, he limited the damage. Um, and I, I said this to Clawson, it was like the quietest, like 20 hit game that I've ever seen in my life. Like I kept looking up at the, the little scoreboard and there were just like more hits added to it. I was like, where are these coming from? Like the bottom of the Red Sox lineup had, had a day yesterday. Uh, you know, Renfro went three for four, Dahlbeck went two for four, Pilecki had a hit. Uh, Devers went three for four. Everybody after the five spot had had at least a hit. Oh, and that um, reminds me of something. Uh, first of all, I was watching the broadcast, obviously, yesterday. And of all these breaking stuff looked awesome. His curveball was absolutely falling off the table, essentially. It was great. But before the game on Friday, my buddy who I was with, like, looked at Hunter Renfro, sh- like, just stretching out in right field. He goes, dude, must suck to be Hunter Renfro tonight. It's raining, it's pouring, like you're just standing in the right field alone. You're probably going to go 0 for 4 with like three strikeouts. Guy had like two doubles on Friday and went 3 for 4 yesterday. I kept giving him shit. I was like, dude, you absolutely spoke Hunter Renfro's like breakout season into existence. He's sounds not like, going to cool down. Sounds like something I would do. Yeah, it does. He uh, His average is up to 250 now. 
Shout out. He's he is performing. I'm not gonna say who that's higher than. However, a former right fielder who used to play for the Red Sox does not have a batting average. That's higher than that. Let me let me hop in real quick. If you guys pay attention to the Worcester Red Sox, you would know that one Franchi Cordero went very yard last night. Actually, we haven't even talked about the fact that he got sent down. Franchi is about to be Rizne Castillo 2.0. I'm just pointing out, I did some math yesterday. He's hitting 333 right now. In nine at-bats, he's got one home run. If you take the minimum amount for like uh, and maybe like a scratch starting outfielder, 450 at bats in a year. You keep that same pace. That's 50 homers a year. You bump it up to like 650, which is like top of the line, starter every day. It's like 70 homers. Rusne was the Pratt of Pawtucket, and Franchi is about to be like the wonder of Worcester or something like that. A wonder of Worcester. I like that. Harry, I like that. Harry, if you're listening, uh, there's an idea for a graphic there. <laughs> um, Clausen, I was going to ask you, how did you feel? I sound like a therapist. How did you feel when Franchi got sent down? Fine. You know, he needed to I, – I was starting to come around to the idea that Franchi needed time in Worcester to get his swing right, get everything going, and then he can come back and start ri- ripping the ball again. Start, start banging. Banging. Dang. Just needs to go down to Worcester, find a spot. He can be a little more comfortable. He's not going to get all the attention, all the media. You can just go down to Worcester and rake. And then once he starts raking again, bring him back up, start raking in Boston. Clawson, it sounds like you are in the final stage of the five stages of grief. I am. And I want to applaud you for that. The first stage, which is denial. So the first stage for you would be like, Franchi's not getting sent down. He's too that good for that. A long time. That was a yeah, long The denial phase lasted from like spring training to two weeks ago. Right. And then stage two set in, which is the anger. And you're like, Franchi's too good for this to happen. Like, why is this happening to him? That that stage lasts for a little bit too. And then we had the bargaining, the bargaining phase where it was like, all right, if Franchi gets sent down, maybe he'll do better in the future. Right. And then comes the sadness phase. And that's where you're like, well, Franchi's not here anymore. It's sad. But now it sounds like you're finally at the acceptance phase where you're like, all right, you know, this is this is what's best for the Frenchman. It is for the best. Hidden Valley French is going to start ripping the ball again. He'll be all right. Joe, Br- He's in good hands with Joe Bradley. Unless somebody gets injured, I do not see Franchi coming back up. He'll come back. 2022. Yeah, I, if it takes a year, it takes a year. He's what, 24? I yeah. Like- He's still young. The thing I keep saying when I think about this Andrew Benatendi trade is that Franchi was one of five players we got for him. One yeah. of five. Were those three uh, players to be named later ever named? They were. They still have not been named. It's still. I, it feels later. like it's later. I think it's it's been at least three months. I think the later part should definitely come into play soon. How much later can they wait for yeah, later? What What are they waiting for? Like, is there just like. That's a good question. Does anybody know who's listening? How much later you got to wait for a player to be named later? Dude. Yeah. I have no idea. Fun fact. uh, Robinson Cano during a trade the Yankees made one time was an option for a player to be named later and the other team just didn't take it. So does the team who's getting the player to be named later, like choose basically. I think that the team giving the players to be named later can be like, you can have these, like you can pick out of these guys 
and then maybe the team picking has time to watch them play a little bit and then like that's where the later comes in they can watch them for a little while and then they can be like we want that guy and then they will be named later like when they pick them i so. figured it out yeah what do you according to one wikipedia.com so take this with a major pinch of salt trustworthy <laughs> the deal must close within six months of the conclusion of the rest of the trade if the teams can't agree on who the player or players will be, then they'll agree on a price to be paid instead of a player. It's possible that a player could end up being traded for himself, as has happened four times in MLB history. Oh. I'll make the little oh. edit say once being our good friend Jonathan Van Every. That's pretty That's cool. Out. We've had one of those guys on our show. What are the odds of that? Pretty slim. One in four. That's a good point, Lawson. That's technically the odds, but... (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not. Uh, So, Andrew Benintendi was traded on February 10th. So, they have... Until October 10th. August 10th. (laughs) The math the last 30 seconds. (laughs) Tough. Less than stellar. Not ideal. You're you're telling me 2 plus 6 isn't 10? Oh, buddy. It's (laughs) 8. Oh, man, Lawson. Uh, Clausen, what's your, what's your breakdown from Saturday? You were there as well. I was there. I was surprised to be there. Originally, Steve and I had talked about scalping some tickets. Me, me, Steve, me. Yeah. Yeah. We were thinking about getting some cheap tickets and then decided since Steve was going Friday that simply did not have the budget for that. (laughs) Did not want to drop a hundred dollars on tickets and concessions, two straight days. So with all due respect, I agreed to do that. Uh, but one of my friends, shout out Kevin, he had three extra tickets, just came across them somehow. Um, so he took me and our two other friends from home. We were in Woj box 12. So we're up uh, third base side, right above the State Street Pavilion. So we had some nice seats. We were under the cover. And uh, yeah, there were some nice seats. I figured I actually was four sections over from Gardner. I figured... Gardner and Steve would be closer to the field. And then, uh, dude, I love those seats. Those seats those are fantastic. fantastic. I like being high up there. Like I this, agree. Uh, right Adams. in foul ball territory. I had a ball that if it had gone maybe two more feet would have bounced right to me. Yeah, dude. I saw that ball coming right to your section. I was like, Clausen's got to make the play. I was so ready for it. I was pleading with the usher after I was like, man, if that ball went an extra two feet, that would have been mine. He agreed. And, uh, <laughs> He was hyping me up a little bit. What if he? What if he didn't? He was just like, "Nah, kid, I don't think you would have had that." Yeah, that would have been a little tough. I might have had to leave. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So I was a couple sections over from Gardner and Steve. Swung over to hang out with them a couple times, but uh, yeah, game was great. The dudes behind me were a riot. They were uh, as the game went on. They kept recruiting people that come up into their little booth and drink their beer. So after a while, I mean we were in like the middle of the first inning and one of the guys was already stumbling around. I think he like fell down like a set of chairs. And uh, so, so they were a good time. They had uh Steve, you, you may decide to cut this out, but like middle of the fifth inning, I think Jesus Aguilar was up. Hold on. And, you don't uh, have to like say it. You can allude to it. No, nah, you can bleep this out if you want. But these guys were, oh, can, oh, can I? <laughs> these guys were, you were can, quite, uh, quite deep in their stash of beers and they're standing out and they just start yelling 
strike this fat out. Oh. They're just yelling it top I of their lungs. Say something else. I did too. And so he strikes out, and they're like, "Yeah, like they struck that fat motherfucker out." Yeah, and then they just start like cursing like for a minute straight. Fenway security comes over and they're like, "Guys, you gotta like, you gotta keep it down here. Like this is bad." And then the other thing. This Fenway, is what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, this is also, I mean, assuming it's what I, we think, Cartney. Yeah. Fenway was in full form last night. It was, as I said before, nature was healing last night. Nature had healed. She was in line to get food, as always. And this one yeah. guy comes up to us and he's Come like, on, yo, man. you guys here to get food or, or booze? And I was like, food, of course. And I was like, if you want booze, like go down to the other one. Because there was one concession stand not selling food and only drinks. He's like, nah, bro, like, I need a hot dog. It's like, okay, man, like, you do you, like, if you need it. Up and he's like, he starts telling me about how they're, like, made in-house. They make them at Fenway. And I'm like, okay, man, like, yeah, yeah, they make the KM hot dogs at Fenway. Like, they're all <laughs> organic, and they're, they're rolling them in the basement. Yeah, they take it from that little <laughs> rooftop garden there. and <laughs> That's what I was, t- I told them, they just take them from the ground of the Fenway farms. I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't either. And then this guy starts talking to us about where we go to college and all that kind of stuff. He went to Plymouth State, which didn't surprise me at all. And he was telling me about how Plymouth, New Hampshire is quite the rough spot. And uh, then I was like, I stopped talking to this guy and he's still behind us. And he kind of like leans over to me. And he's like, yo, like you, you got any blood? <laughs> I was like, uh, What? He's like, yeah, like, I'm kind of looking for some. I'm like, sorry, man. Like, I can't help you out there. Like, I, I don't know what I look like, but definitely can't help you out there. <laughs> Keep an eye out. He's like, oh, like, thanks, man. Like, appreciate it. He's like, yeah, bro. <laughs> Meanwhile, mind you, actually, this dude, so we're in, we're past the third baseline at this point. This dude has seats behind home plate. Why he walked all the way up to the, to the Lowe's box? Dude, he was on a hunt. For I mean, I figured you can find a hot dog somewhere between home plate and the Loge boxes. But you can't find the other stuff. I guess not. I would hope I not. And then he left. He was just like, we were we were just like halfway through line, wicked long line. He's like, all right, I'm just gonna go back to my seat. And I was like, okay, man, like you do you. What is your guys' go to uh like thing to get at Fenway for food? Ooh. Hot dog and a pretzel. That's a solid combo. Um, I, I, you know, you can't go wrong with a hot dog. I like the sausages too. Yeah, those are Dude, those sausage, are good. Sausage King outside. Mm, That's the only mm-hmm. free ad I'll give because they're tight. Yeah, I know. I I agree. Those guys deserve deserve some free ads. Yeah. Not not a lot. Maybe one or two. Yeah. But yeah, sausage is good um i've always been a big popcorn guy i don't think you can go wrong with popcorn um the ballpark actually right behind me i think i have one of my old like like helmets but the ballpark ice cream helmet those that's uh, those are good too absolute class i have a milwaukee one as well the one yeah i went to a brewers game i got a got a ballpark yeah i got a uh the old twins double 18 red Sox, and the brewers so is the brewers slide as fun as it looks I didn't get to go down it. Also, the yeah, Brewers. Like in person, I meant. Does it look as fun as it does on TV? Uh, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get to see it. The Brewers didn't hit a home run that game. So I, didn't, I know. That's I tough. Know. 
They won, but no home runs. No home runs. Dude, yeah. I typically just get uh, two Fenway Franks. And then uh, I, when I was younger, I'd get a souvenir cup. Mm. These days, don't really go for the soda. The soda. You got to stick to that water. for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then Saturday, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, so Saturday was the first full capacity game. I would say there was about, I think the attendance was around 20,000. So it was a little bit over. It was definitely over half full, but it definitely wasn't full. Yeah, the bleachers were were pretty packed. The bleachers were packed. The grandstands. The nice yeah, the grandstands. I mean, I couldn't really see below us, but they were they were not packed. Uh, it was just just cold. It's just a cold cold day. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen sun in days. I feel like it's been nighttime since like Thursday. Think the sun finally blew up? I think it might have. <laughs> well, I mean, we're still here, so I don't know. I, maybe, them maybe just promised us that if the sun ever blew up, we'd be going with it. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> just, maybe it just burned out. That part got really dark, really, really dark. <laughs> not not even like unironically, because the sun, if the sun did blow up, it would get dark, but it got, it got dark in some other ways. Um, also, fuck Kyrie chant broke out at Fenway yeah. uh, yesterday, which is awesome celtics crushed the nets and oh, i wouldn't say crushed they won game uh, <laughs> they, <did not> crush. <laughs> they won game three Kyrie's a return to the fans in boston um that was cool to hear uh, a couple people around me thought that it was a full capacity chant like full capacity i was like no i don't think people would be chanting that <laughs> what a ridiculous chant that would be and yeah. I, you would have to have such a weird rhythm for full capacity oh i know a lot full of syllables capacity <laughs> Can you imagine being like, like the guy in the bleachers like, hey, we're going to scream full capacity. Three, two, one. Like who the hell would join in on that? Oh, you'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but anyway, also security at Fenway is tight, man. I was trying to, you can't bring, you can't bring anything in there. I was trying you know, to bring. You know what you definitely can't bring in there? Yeah, I know. You don't have to repeat it. We know. <laughs> That's what I was telling the guy. He told me you can probably you can probably sneak it in. No, you definitely could. You probably could. Well, but I walk in, they're like phone and wallet in your hand, and then they're like, "Okay, see ya." Just walk in. Yeah, I tried to bring in a little drawstring bag. So here's the deal: I only go to Fenway once or twice a year. I don't have the policies all stuck in my head, like you know what I can and can't do uh, between you know, bringing stuff in. I tried to bring a little drawstring bag in with like my jacket and uh, I walk up and this security lady is literally eyeing me down, walking down um, Lansdowne street. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? And I go up to her and I think she already like knew what I was going to ask her. And I was like, can I bring this bag in? She was like, no, that's got to go back in the car. I was like, all right, let me go walk another five minutes back. And that close. How much was it? Like 60 bucks? It's $35. It wasn't bad at all. Not well, me. I mean, it was bad, but it was. We, I mean, parking parked, around Fenway is expensive. It's expensive. We parked in this. It was a like legitimately an alleyway, next to somebody's living room. <laughs> I I didn't. It, it there's a sign right next to the spot we parked that said "tow away zone." That's ballsy. Did you in fact get towed away? No. It we bought the we bought the parking pass online. Oh, and it so worked out. Huh? You had a pass. So like obviously you wouldn't get towed if you had a pass. It it was just like very sketchy. If you it it was like legitimately like an alleyway. Like you wouldn't want to walk down there 
past 10 o'clock on a any day in Boston? Oh, dude, let me tell you. We had to like wait a half hour in Back Bay Station for our train. Some sketchy characters hanging out in there. This one guy kept like walking around, asked everybody in the in the station if they had a spare umbrella. I don't know who's carrying around just an extra umbrella that they're willing to give a complete stranger. He was like, dude, like, look at my hands. They're all bandaged up. I got a skin graft, kid. Like, I need the umbrella. Rain infects them, dude. Like, come on. You guys got to help me out. I was like, buddy, I just walked 25 minutes from Fenway over here. I am soaking wet. Like, if I had an umbrella, I'm telling you, you wouldn't have it, and I wouldn't be soaking goddamn wet right now. I was like, good luck, dude, but you're not going to get shit from these people. Like, this guy's on drugs over here. Like, I don't know if he's even, like, alive anymore. The trans- <laughs> it's like a walking corpse. Yeah, I don't know if tr- the transit police were just walking around with, like, their dicks in their hands or whatever, like, doing nothing. I was like, guys, come on. Are you not just going to kick these people out? What's going on? This guy's clearly not going anywhere fast. He's asleep on the bench. And then, yeah, he was like, dude, nobody's going to give me their umbrellas. Some shit bags don't care. I'm going to ruin my sick ingraft. I was like, no shit, dude. You're in Boston. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Like, whatever. Ridiculous. Steve, you need a massage or something? You seem pretty uptight. Yeah, you just a vulgar episode out of Steve. What? It's a very vulgar episode out of you. I mean, yeah, we already were swearing, so I figured we might as well just keep going, right? <laughs> just rip the band-aid off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw saw a girl wearing a Pablo Sandoval Red Sox jersey. <laughs> I was walking in. I was like, what are we doing here? What are we I mean, doing here with this? We actually just got a new follower. Uh, her name's Elaine. Shout out Elaine. Uh, Steve's girlfriend, you idiot. No, no, no. Elaine, shout out. Uh, Hopefully she doesn't listen to this part. Oh, it is Steve's girlfriend. <laughs> And why does she follow us if Steve doesn't even follow us on Instagram? Yeah, what the hell? Actually, I followed I followed her on the Gone Bridge account this morning. Oh, shout out. Tell, uh, you're probably not even listening to this, but if you are for some reason, tell Steve that she was a follow. All right. Um, God, what an episode. <laughs> We're all over the place right now. Uh, we promise we'll be back with the regularly <laughs> scheduled content on uh, on Friday. Um, what else do we got? Oh, it was awesome. We got a couple, couple other quick things and we can wrap this up. Uh, it was really cool to see my guy, John Birdie playing for the Marlins. Um, when I was in fourth grade, I went to the Cape Cod league summer camp. He was one of my coaches. So I've got a, like a picture with me and him when I was super young and it was cool to see him playing at Fenway. Now that was, that was really cool. Shout out to hurricane Sandy coming back to Fenway. Mm, That was awesome too. They played his uh, tribute video during Friday when I was there, and uh, it was pretty awesome. I took a video of it on the Jumbotron, but the Fenway Wi-Fi was not letting me upload it to Twitter. Oh, dude, that was the other thing. The service at the game on Saturday with all the people there, it was slow. Absolute garbage. Slow. slow. Were you on the Wi-Fi? No, I wasn't. I tried. Uh, and then I, I had tried no problems. It didn't work. I got AT&T. Fire and tweets? AT&T. Yeah, I wasn't. I was, I was filming for the vlog, so I wasn't. You were the tweet guy. I was, I was a video guy. Um, Puzzle pieces just fell into place. It fell into place. I'll tell you that. Uh, Steve did. So what was the deal with masks on, on Friday? You still have to wear them? I mean, you were supposed to. I kind of just was walking around. <laughs> nobody really said anything to me. There was like nobody there. Yeah. Nobody, I saw well, these two kids. Or no, it was a group of four guys. Looked about our age got their uh their vape devices taken away like three separate occasions from this they lady. get punched in the face like the guy in colorado 
uh, no, <laughs> the, there was this woman who was Fenway. She wasn't security, but she had like one of those yellow jackets and she took the first one. And I was like, oh, all right, let me keep an eye on these kids, see if they learn their lesson. And I'd like just keep an eye on this lady. She was watching them like a hawk for the rest of like the, the rest of the game, essentially. Two innings later, I saw them like rip a fat cloud. I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, no, these kids are done. I looked at them, saw the cloud. I looked at the lady and I was like, oh, no, here she comes. She absolutely beelined it right at them and tapped, like walked behind them and tapped them on the shoulder. The look on their face was absolute horror because they knew it was all over. They tapped them on the shoulder and I couldn't hear what they said, obviously, because they were in a few rows in front of me and to the right, took the vape. Uh, and then she said, guys, I see you one more time. You're done. And then the guy was like, because I only know they said that because the guy was like, you're going to kick us out. And I don't know what else they said. I was like, dude, you like, you're so stupid. Like, what are you doing? Got caught twice. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, I, I believe when I, I believe somebody found their way around that because when I went into the bathroom in like the third inning, I swear somebody had ripped like a full cigarette in there. <laughs> it smelled so strong in there. The difference between Fenway bathrooms and any other MLB parks bathrooms are just comical. <laughs> All of Fenway was just chaos yesterday. It was it was so great. It was like <laughs> nobody it was and it was weird too because I hadn't been around that many people in such a long time. So I'd be walking around and I'd be like, is this like okay? Like, am I allowed to be like it just it felt so weird, but it was it was so great to be back. Yeah, actually I have one more funny story to say about the concession. So this was after my little friend had left and I made it to the front of the line. So I went to go get a hot dog and so did me and my three other friends. And what they would do is they would take the hot dog, they'd put it in the bun and then they had these like sleeve, like tinfoil sleeves that they would put them in. <laughs> and for some reason, the guy who was trying to put them in the sleeves, like just couldn't put them in. So what would happen would be like, <laughs> he would try and put it in. <laughs> the hot dog would slide in out of the bun and then you would just like mash the bun into this like tinfoil sleeve. So you would just take it out. And it's just like this squished bun and like a like just <laughs> hot dog just sitting in this uh this sleeve. He did it for like 10 straight people. <laughs> After a while, we were just like, you know what, just give it to me. Like, I don't want this thing in there. <laughs> just just hand it to me. <laughs> <laughs> same Steve <laughs> same yeah uh, oh, how, oh about that, how about that series against the Braves yeah I mean check the Pablo Sandoval <laughs> absolute load <laughs> oh man and uh, we got anything else in the Braves series I think that's about <laughs> oh wait there. I think Pablo Sandoval might have shit his pants but <laughs> Confirmed or denied. Crowd, the crowd almost hit Wednesday night after the, the three hour rain delay when they were like, you know what, let's start this game back up at 12 30 in the morning. Even though the Red Sox showed up like three runs, you could hear every every single thing. In fact, I heard one guy is like, my babysitter's leaving out one. Come on. <laughs> that was kind of close. I don't think the, the game started like resumed until 12 30 or something like that. It was that. close. I, in fact, I saw a Tom Karen tweet and he said that um, I think the game ended at exactly 12 59. 
So if the guy could get home in one minute, he was, he was good. That kid was sitting alone by him, by themselves, I'm sure, for a little while. Somebody called Child Protective Services. Um, what else? Yeah, not, not too much else. Uh, no free ads. It's the theme of the week. Yeah, I like how Steve adopted that, where he acknowledged it at least. That was great. Um, yeah, and if you guys haven't checked out the the vlog that uh, we threw up this morning, go check that out. That was that was pretty cool. And uh, overall, just to, the the boys were buzzing at Fenway. The boys were buzzing at Fenway. It was great to be back. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't got. Oh, the guy, the guy behind me, midway through the game, Steve Facetime Jared, and the guy was like. Jared, I love you. I love no. you. I was like, buddy, not 20 minutes ago were you saying that you hated him. So what a on. chump. Oh, I gotta I gotta say, I hate to call Jared out, but he was supposed to be at the game yesterday and decided not to because he was too hungover. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, that's that was tough. That was tough. I thought yeah, the man dude, can rally. We were at the game on Friday and I was gonna meet up with them, uh, at least to say hi for a minute in the park. And I just like I knew they were going to stay throughout the entire postponement and Tom Karen basically tweeted out that the game was over and me and my buddy were like, uh, should we stay and like try and find them or should we just like start the walk back to uh, back Bay? And he was like, let me check the train times. And it was like nine 20 and there's a train going basically to where I live at nine 45. And we we're like, if we leave now, we can make this train. Should we try and like get there? We we're like, this is a tough decision, but I guess like, let's go for it. And we missed the train by like three minutes. So then we just had to, we had to sit in back base for like another 40 minutes. Thanks. Yeah. Yikes. Tough, tough scene. Tough scene. Um, got anything else from the Marlins? Closing series? out the ninth. Closing out the ninth. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Nothing. Shout out to Adam Montabino for like being better now. Started yeah. out top. He was a, I gotta say, he was a trooper on Friday's game. I mean, the rain was coming down. He couldn't even hold the ball. I know. And yeah, I mean, he he was very visibly frustrated, which I can can totally understand. I mean, as it was, it was there were puddles all over the field. That game should not have been continued to play, but whatever. Um Polar Park, full capacity next week. Tickets are fairly cheap. Am I hearing a trip to Polar Park might be in the cards? I believe so. If we want the cheap seats out on the lawn in left field, they're nine bucks. Nine bucks. If we want a real seat, they're 15. Ah, spend the extra $6. I mean, if we really want to go big time, we can spend another $6 and sit behind home plate. (laughs) You're telling me you can get seats for $21 behind home plate? I mean, I don't know how close to home plate. But right. what I was seeing was that, uh, yeah, you can sit pretty close. All right. Let's uh, hit up our good friend, Joe Bradley. Maybe we can throw out the ceremonial first pitch. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, actually, if Clawson threw out the first pitch to Franchi Cordero, that would make my year. That would be hilarious. Dude, that would make my life. That would be the funniest thing ever, ever. That would just be life coming full, like full circle. So it looks yes. like we could sit. Clawson, would you like make out with him at home plate? <laughs> I, I would do quite. I wouldn't. 
Sure. Oh, no. Come on. What? That's something I do not want to see. <laughs> I mean, you you threw me a, you threw me a softball. What am I going to do? Say no? Yeah, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I would have as well. Back uh, to my point. Yeah, close out the nine. Fourteenth row, twenty-seven bucks. Behind home plate. What day? Tuesday. Oh, I can't do Tuesday. I work every day of the week, so we could sit ten rows out. For twenty one dollars, but that's what the, on. What are the Saturday game? You got they got a Saturday or a Friday night game? Let's take a look. The Gone Bridge Podcast is brought to you <laughs> by UNH Athletics. No, it's not. There's one on Saturday. They're playing the Rochester. Looks like a. Red hen isn't that thing. The iron, iron pigs, or is that a different? Red thing? wings. Sorry, it's got yeah. like a got like a hawk with a baseball hat on. All right. I was on the iron pigs for like Babe Ruth league, and before every game, we'd go, "Pigs eat together." Oink oink oink. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Gee, all right. Wow, tickets are expensive for Saturday. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at third row, and they're forty bucks each. Yeah, I'm not shelling out 40 bucks for a triple A game. Sorry. Almost everything it. else is sold out, though. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah, the fan, the people do not need to listen yeah. to this conversation. Um, people want to know. Oh, wait. If you sit like 18 rows back, it's like 20 bucks. All right. We're, let's go on Saturday then. Oh, there's um, only one seat available, though. So. All right. You, all right. Can, you, you get can the sit bottom. On, you can sit on Franchi's lap. <laughs> I mean, we can. Yeah, we can do standing room only for nine bucks. Oh, wait, there are no seats available. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We can get uh, the Yaz we'll, we'll, tickets. We'll figure it out. We'll kids figure 12 it out. and under. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. If you say one more price to the ticket. <laughs> I mean, I mean. We'll figure it out. Kids, kids 12 and under go for eight bucks. We'll figure it out. Standing we'll figure it out. Well, we'll, I don't we'll, know what kid's going to stand there well, for three hours. Right, well, well, don't worry. We'll figure it out. Um, my closing out the ninth thought for the week is that the Red Sox – are 32 and 20 which is good it's you great. know i got a piece of math what i know i know what you're gonna say and i brought this to steve's attention yesterday and he had it so if it happens i want a little bit of credit are we gonna say it do you know what i'm gonna say i know like, what you're gonna say gardner's not gonna gardner shouldn't say it i said it i said i won't say it because then it won't happen but i did say it to steve yesterday and he was like hadn't thought about that yeah if uh we won two more games. Just think about it. Three more games. Three two more. more. Only two games. more. Two more. Two more. They're 32 and 20. Awesome. We'll figure it out. If they're 32 and 20, you win. No. Two more games. Two more. Oh, j- I, all right. You know what? Just the math, you know what? dude. I don't want to hear it. I don't want you to do math. Garbage at math today, bro. No more math for you. I don't want to hear it. I haven't I done math since being a senior in high school. I've been <laughs> adding these numbers up quicker than you I want. mean, Two plus 32 isn't exactly a... I mean, it's clearly difficult for somebody over here. I don't want to hear it. We'll figure it out. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening. This This is... uh, Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed uh, the show, go follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast and Twitter at Gombridge. Don't forget to download our episodes. Klaus, what do you got? We got another female follower on Twitter. Shout out, Livy. 
Send us some DMs. Woo! Uh, I want that segment to live. Send yeah. us DMs. I will say we have two questions so far for Friday's episode. So, do we? We do. We do. They're from the same two people who you would have guessed, Matt and Brandon. So, um, those are anyways, our guys. Those are our guys. Uh, but if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to download it. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And we'll be back on Friday with episode 34. See ya.